0: Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out NHTE.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. You can find the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and TuneIn Radio. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from California, my guest is a singer-songwriter with an amazing story of being born in and growing up in Russia before moving to New York as a teenager and then Los Angeles. My guest had studied classical piano and theory, harp, ballet, and voice. She even overcame less than desirable sleeping arrangements in the Big Apple when she first came to the U.S., as you will hear us talk about on this episode. Her debut EP was called Walk a Mile. Her success includes a lyric video that in one year has totaled approximately 130,000 views on her official YouTube channel. It's for the song that you have been hearing called Party By Myself. It's my pleasure to welcome to now hear this entertainment, Cooper Phillip. Hello. Hi, Thanks Cooper. so much for having me. Absolutely. Hi. Thank you very much for making time to talk with me today.
1: Sure, absolutely.
0: We always like to start off by having the guest talk about the song that was playing during the intro. So in this case, tell the listeners all about your track Party By Myself.
2: So, party by myself was actually written um, like a year ago. I put it out a year ago, and we actually um, gained seven million streams so far across the platforms, mm. which is a very significant number for me because that's my first like song that has that many streams plays. And uh, when it comes to songwriting, um, I'm always trying to think about, you know, engaging with my audience and telling my story. It's all about, you know, sharing my story because. That's the only way to inspire your audience by being who you are, being honest and sincere. So um, Party By Myself is kind of like, you know, pop tune with um, very deep, uh, deep lyrical concept, uh, meaning um, it's all about self-love and, you know, um, independency, basically. Um, you don't need nobody to be to be happy. You party by yourself. You know, we're always looking for somebody else to complete us, to make us happy, but all the answers are within. you know, we we all happy and complete, you know, human beings. We don't really need anybody else. We need to find our own strength and feel happiness because the happiness lives inside of us. That's basically the concept behind the song. But it's shaped in a very like pop uh, commercial, um, you know, vibe. But um, honestly, the meaning behind the lyrics is much deeper than just whatever pop tune, you know.
0: Very much so. I I love the message that you just described, and it's interesting because you have just described what, what I would describe as a message of empowerment, and I'm tempted to say, are you someone who is a champion for female empowerment, or was it just that particular song? But I don't know how you could write a song like that and not be.
2: Well... It's hard for me to say that I am, but I, I hope I am that kind of, like, empowering, uh, you know, personality or a person who can empower. Because, you know, um, my whole story, that, you know, where I'm coming from, is it's been a very rough journey for me to come from Russia to establish myself in the United States. It's been a really hard and kind of long process of, you know, kind of, like, putting pieces together and... Um, Discovering myself because I had to like, you know, relieve um, um, A lot of things, you know, and um, you, you always want to be Stronger than you are but we all humans and we definitely have our moments, but the whole concept behind my music is Inspiration, I really want to be an example that will inspire people to be stronger to be better uh, to fight for their dreams, you know, because I'm an example of that person who's coming from nowhere and going nowhere, but still following and chasing, um, you know, all the dreams. So I love definitely, it. yeah, definitely, my music has that, you know, moment of, you know, inspiration and empowerment. So I love it. That's kind of like where I'm going, what what I'm going for.
0: Listeners, go back a few weeks, listen to episode 193. When I interviewed Catherine Hoxie, she kind of comes from a similar viewpoint, at least in terms of uh, empowerment. And episode 147, Brielle von Hugel, I haven't mentioned that one in a while, but she has a really great story similar to what we're about to hear today from Cooper, just in terms of uh, having to overcome adversity. Uh, but Cooper, uh, nicely done, nice setup, and, and uh, really good song. I, I congratulate Thank you. you, by the way you say, you know, seven million streams and i think you're being humble because that's just boy oh boy that that's tremendous that has to just make you feel like a million bucks
2: thank you you know it's all about like uh the impression not the number Mm. um and i feel like you know the meaning behind this song moves me you know but i feel like if it moves me then it will most likely will move the listener so i'm just trying to you know it's all about you know communicating with your audience, really understanding what they're looking for and who they are, you know? Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. So
2: I'm just trying to, you know, keep progressing, keep growing, you know, writing more more and more music and, you know, continuing my my growth and, you know, development as an artist.
0: I noticed on iTunes that at the beginning of this year you released two different remixes of that song one in january and then one in february well, what's the story behind the remixes what made you decide to do remixes and then i guess a logical question would be who did you work with on what those ended up coming out sounding like
2: well we decided to um, create a contest for remixes because a lot of people were reaching out and like oh we love your song party by myself can we remix it and it was there were so many people and i was like why don't we just turn it into a contest and mm will find you know best one or two and I had so many remixes I had to go through to pick those two um it was really really hard to make that decision to you know they they were all really really good um I'm just very kind of uh, my musical background is more like vintage like throwback I grew up listening to Mariah Whitney Steve Wonder like some gospel artists like Kim Burrell Lauren Hill. so I'm very like kind of like not anti-pop uh to me pop is something that is popular and has the meaning it has a potential to influence you know the masses so when i was um you know looking uh at the remixes um i just went with my my god telling me oh this feels really really good it makes a song kind of like showcases the other side of the track Mm -hmm. you know of the of the record. So we chose those two remixes and we put them out. There was like no plan. We just we had so many remixes to go through, so we picked those two, and uh, I, I really I, I really love them.
0: But still, I have some follow up questions though, because for openers, you said that people were already starting to remix it, and so you thought, well, we might as well just have a contest. Yeah. But how does that make you feel when you find out that people are starting to remix it? Because on the one hand, someone might feel flattered, like, wow, really? My song? They want to, the people are remixing my song. But on the business side of it, you might say, hey, wait a minute. These people don't have permission to be doing that. So how, how did that make you feel?
2: Definitely the first one. I felt definitely flattered. And I don't think um, it's, it's about permission. I feel like if music calls, if, if you have a desire to create something, it doesn't really matter. You know, I'm, you know, I'm at that stage of my career when I'm like, I used to be more like conservative and I wanted to get it like, you know, the, you know, traditional route or I need the strong label and a lot of investment to make it proper and be that, you know, diva. But honestly, the whole world is changing right now and it's all about being strong and kind of like staying independent because it's in your hands. So it's kind of like really harder, a little bit harder on... In a sense that there's so many artists and so much crap and so much good stuff at the same time. (laughs) But you can put yourself out there much faster than before, you know. we have access, we have internet. So it's, you know, it's great because through that opportunity to be out there and making people finding my songs and trying to remix and sending me all this stuff. You know, a lot of people are drawing my pictures. A lot of people, you know, trying to copy a style. So for me, it's a very... A good sign because I feel like something that I'm doing moves people and it's all the music and the brand is all about making people feel certain way and you know get them inspired so that's the whole uh, philosophy that I'm kind of like following uh, and um, yeah so I feel like uh, musically it's, it's great people remix it's, it's awesome then this song made, made them feel certain way that they want to experiment with it create something
0: Well, and you just made an excellent, excellent point, which is that by people deciding I'm going to remix this, they feel proud of it. So now they start putting it out and all of a sudden they start exposing people to your music who might not otherwise been exposed to music before. So that's that's a great point that you brought out. So now just one question for you, Cooper, still on this subject as it relates to you putting those out on iTunes. So this was a contest contest. For the people who are listening who themselves are up-and-coming performers, if someone's going to try doing that, saying, hey, you can remix my song and I might release it as a single or put it on, and how did you handle the legal aspect of that? Because obviously they're giving you permission to use their remix to sell on iTunes. Do you have to give them a percentage of it, or do you give them a form that they sign that says, I realize that you're going to sell this and you're going to make money off of it and I get nothing? How, how does all that work?
2: You know, honestly, I wasn't like thinking about it. And, um it was just very like flowy and organic process. Nobody even like asked me um, if wow. I'm selling it. And, That's great. You know, I just put it out for those people to get the exposure. And I think um, I gave certain percentage for um, the production because obviously the remix is, is a d- different
0: oh, okay. um,
2: entity. Because it's like it's the same song. So um, I think I'm not sure to be honest, but I think they're getting percentage. I'm sure okay. they they're getting percentage. I just don't really know. Um, exactly what it is but uh, it was very like it was like almost a year ago so I don't really like remember
0: well and it sounds to me like this was I don't want to say a match made in heaven but it sounds like it was meant to be because if you didn't have people coming to you with their hand out or demanding and banging their fist on the table and saying, "Hey, you have to pay me for some of this," then to me that sounds like you made a really good decision on the people that you chose. I'll say, "quote unquote," to work with, but the people that you right, chose right. to accept the remixes from—that that they weren't the kind of people that were trying to hold it hostage and say, "Well, I'm glad you chose it, but I'm not giving it to you until." Yeah. So good for you.
2: You know, I feel like until you get a very like have a very strong name, you know, and I'm also like you know, still like building my brand and like a lot of people do know me. My following right now is a, uh, 250,000 people know me like based on my following on social media across platforms. It's like almost 200,000 right now on Instagram and I'm trying to stay active and, you know, be more persistent and consistent with my sound and the images that I'm posting. Uh, it's, it's so important. Social media presence is really important. So I believe those people, those, you know, producers and remixers, um, Everybody wants to be seen somewhere, you know, everyone, everyone wants to be, you know, um, discovered. So even um, when I'm thinking about it, you know, and people are often asking me to do, um, you know, cut the vocals and, you know, do demos or like even, I don't know, anything, you know, vocal related to go to the studio. And sometimes I'm looking at those opportunities as like, I'm not getting paid for that and i'm not going to ask because the outcome of that decision will be much stronger and bigger um you know than just getting paid for mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. type of work you know mm-hmm. because uh, exposure is huge it's priceless and if you uh, plugged into a right outlet and you're getting your fans engaged it's it's really big because today today is like um your currency is your following you know for any artist the number of your like subscribers or uh, listeners or followers—that's your currency, you know. So that's that's your strongest, um, you know, engagement. Engagement is really important. So I feel like the money will come when success will come, and yeah. success will come yeah. when a lot of, a lot more people will find out that there there is this artist, there is this song, and the song is doing really well, and there's more m- much more to come, you know, because I'm still working on. Other music and i'm putting out um, a new ep um and then we'll follow up with an album or maybe second ep um i haven't decided yet but you know music is everything for me and i'm trying to you know make it i'm trying to establish myself in a sense that people know that you know it's not only like two songs out or like two remixes but also she has great music and other stuff is coming you know yeah
0: that's fantastic i love the way that you phrased all that and listeners i promise you that cooper and i we did not set this up ahead of time but you actually led me perfectly into the next topic that i wanted to bring up because it, it matches with what you were just saying because i i mentioned in the intro of this show that the lyric video to party by myself has gotten approximately one hundred thirty thousand views on your official youtube channel heck for that matter there's another video that's only been on there for one month and it already has over four thousand views and that is a 34 second clip set to that same song and you're shown performing in texas so cooper to what to what do you attribute all the all the success that you're having on youtube but but i guess uh, also a follow-up would be you know we keep talking about this song did you feel and I'm gonna ask you to be honest, did you feel when you wrote that song that you would get as much mileage out of it as you have so much interest? Well,
2: not really to be honest. I just <laughs> felt it's a very catchy uh, tune and I felt I-, I thought it would you know it would definitely catch some fire uh, because just going into meetings and playing for my friends and my family, I felt certain reaction and I'm like, mm. well, And I kind of like decided to go with a song based on the reaction I was getting. I was kind of Mm -hmm. like testing Mm -hmm. the song because I had had 30 songs at the time. I was trying to decide which one to put out. Mm -hmm. And I picked that one because I felt the message behind the song is really strong. But at the same time, it's very, you know, easy to understand. Musically, it's very um, pop, you know, very straightforward. So I felt like people are, you know, getting into that kind of moment they like kind of almost heard it before it sounds familiar mm-hmm. but not not too familiar it doesn't sound like anything else but has elements of this dj yeah and yeah. this song and a little bit of here but i actually never wanted to um not be compared in a sense it's it's always good to be compared meaning that you know people take you seriously but like obviously you don't want to repeat anything that's been done before sure, because sure. you want to stay unique and separate yourself from other people but i felt with this song it was more like i'm just trying to get as much attention as possible that's why i'm going with this direct approach uh, you're, you're pop getting sound.
0: it you're getting it 130,000 views on on the lyric video and like i said over 4,000 views for a 34 second clip set to that song but what, what what are you doing that that you're being so successful with youtube
2: well honestly, I wasn't doing anything with YouTube. I have to really start working on my YouTube presentation and like start making covers like weekly I don't know every Tuesday or Wednesday wow. like uh, put it put out because consistency is, is everything because sure. I've been building my Instagram um, completely by myself I, I didn't have anybody like helping me and one day I just sat down and I'm like how all those people like have millions of followers and how do they get obviously they have the, the funding and they have some tricks that I might not know. So I sat down and I did seven days straight, almost like no sleep. Um, I did huge amount of research, watching all kinds of like YouTube videos, how to build your brand and your Instagram presentation.
0: Mm-hmm. So I started
2: with Instagram because I love Instagram. I love the idea of like being able to tag places, you know, having mm-hmm. people see your visual, you know, presentation. So I kind of like started with Instagram, and last in than a year, I gained over hundred fifty thousand followers organically by posting my content on those big pages basically i did covers um not even like professionally shot covers um uh, just on my iphone sure and um with my piano player or even like singing in the room and uh, pieces of those covers i sent to different pages and i'm like hey can uh, you play okay. you know and then um i had over a hundred uh, over a hundred um a uh, posts uh with You know mentioning my name and people saw that you know in those big pages they have millions of followers it was really hard to get obviously you know it was not free because you 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 can find a way to invest just a little bit to get a lot you know you don't have to have like a lot of money to really do it um, on that level so um, yeah and then I'm thinking with YouTube presentation is definitely would be the same strategy you know I have to start coming up with great content it's all about the content and consistency.
0: Well, and listeners, she has two thousand subscribers on her YouTube channel, and you're sitting here listening to her say, I really gotta give more attention to my YouTube, so <laughs> you're off to a good start with something that you're not even yeah. really given a, a full time commitment to. I, I did want to ask one question about that thirty four second video though. It's it uh it says in the description Spring Break Tour two thousand seventeen. Where all were you performing on your spring break tour two thousand seventeen?
2: It was my first, actually, um, little tour and the first spring break tour that I did. Uh, it was in Texas, uh, um, South Padre Island. That's the name of the place. It's in Texas, obviously. Um, it's It was really beautiful because I actually um, saw a new um, angle of the culture because uh, where I'm coming from, there's no spring break. <laughs> mm. You know, there's no spring break in Russia. So for me, this whole like spring break traditional situation, it was like, wow, it's kind of new because I've never heard of it. So it was three, three shows, uh, at the place called Louis backyard. It's very famous, um, like a club right on, on the, on the shore where all the kids, um, coming to check out new music. And, uh, it's very cool. Like we had three nights in a row, like 15,000 people, uh, every night. So it was huge exposure for me. And, um, Uh, The owner of this place, he was like, you have to really take it easy because the crowd is really, really sincere. And they sometimes could be a little bit rough Mm. because he's like, we had NSYNC performing here 10 years ago. And back then they were really big in Europe. And back then they had CDs, right? Mm -hmm. We had CDs. Mm -hmm. So NSYNC was performing on the same stage. They had CDs throwing into the crowd. And the crowd was throwing those CDs back oh into saying, So they're very, like, honest. If they like something, they they like something. If they don't like something, they don't like something. Same happened to um, this, what's the name of this uh, DJ group? Um, Halsey and... Okay, you, you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, um, uh, they had the number one single uh, this uh, summer. The Paris has that song and... Uh, the chain smokers yes so they performed there and um he was like yeah they were like boot off the stage and something like so the crowd was really rough so i was like kind of like shocked before i went (laughs) on and you know i didn't get any of that but obviously the crowd is really like they are like very picky you know Mm -hmm. but they love they love party by myself and i was awesome. i was really happy that you know i i did well i guess awesome. and for me the whole like dj world like performing with a track it was really new because i'm coming from this background of like playing venues with like live full live band sure. with like piano and then that was the first experience actually working with a dj where i'm dancing and working with a crowd very
0: interesting very you know? interesting
2: yeah so i'm just trying different things all the time
0: listeners speaking of tours and even about recording too. A lot, a lot of musicians, whether touring or just indie artists who are recording on their own, are using gear from TASCAM. I have a wide range of TASCAM equipment that I use in conjunction with this show, but I also will be utilizing my TASCAM TM280 microphone uh, while wearing my TASCAM TH02 headphones to record my guitar. For the actual recording, I'm going to use the track factory, which is an all-in-one recording solution that TASCAM rolled out earlier this year. In fact, singer, songwriter, guitar player Jessica Lynn, who is the guest on episode 156 of this show, she uses the Track Factory to record too. The microphones, the headphones, the Track Factory audio interfaces. Check out the full line of equipment available at TASCAM.com. Cooper, let's get into your story now because I think it's very inspirational. Even though we have had guests on this show from nine different countries, for some for some reason I'm thinking of Barbara Kiss, who was the guest on episode 94. She was living in Budapest at the time but moved to Los Angeles a few months ago. I actually was able to meet up with her when I was out there in L.A. in August. Listeners, go back and check out episode 94. And by the way, listeners, in case you weren't aware, any time that you're listening to an episode of Now Hear This Entertainment and I refer to a previous episode, we do put the links that are mentioned onto the show page for that episode at nhte.net. Anyhow, Cooper, as I mentioned in the intro, you were born and grew up in Russia, but were primarily raised... By your grandmother and your aunt Because your mother was off touring herself Talk about that So
2: yeah, my mom is a classical violinist She's been performing with symphony orchestra And touring all over the world Mm. Throughout my whole childhood So I wasn't able to see her often Mm. So my grandmother brought me to play music Uh, Actually when I was five She took me to this musical school And you know, kind of like Presented the opportunity to play piano And I loved it uh obviously my mom was against me becoming a musician because she knew that especially in russia it, it is really tough to make a good living out ah. of that profession um so is actually medicine like people like in america the whole medical world is like oh if you're a doctor you're like set for life like back in russia musician and a doctor is the same position a very bad position like you you wouldn't ever wow. like imagine
0: wow. you know
2: being a doctor you, you're getting paid so low like and you study for like
0: oh my gosh. 10
2: years to become a professional doctor, but then you're not making any money. At least in America, this field is very like, it's kind of like taken care of.
0: Now, is this grandmother that raised you, was that your mother's mother?
2: Yes, and she was actually a nurse during the Second World War, and uh, she was singing in this um, choir during the war, so singing was her passion, and she brought me to music.
0: Okay. Not my, mom, my okay. Yeah. okay, now it's time for Bruce's Bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is... Does your onstage attire accurately match the genre of music you perform? If you are a jazz singer, you should not be wearing cowboy boots. If you are a folk singer, you shouldn't be wearing a leather jacket like the rock-slash-metal folks do with all the zippers and chains, and so on. Don't confuse the audience. Be consistent with your branding right down to your wardrobe matching your music. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus.
1: How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers,
2: to get the tips in one concise format... There is a Bruce's Bonus Book, Volume 1, Volume 2, and Volume 3 for purchase in e-book format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40, 41 to 80, and 81 to 120 respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery.
0: At age 12, you did go live with your mom and your mom yeah. discovered that young cooper was quite talented herself.
2: Yeah, my mom my mom was always the biggest supporter and the biggest fan of my my music and she's been always like you know pushing pushing me over any limits, you know? She was like always fighting for me and pushing me to be better as a performer, as a singer and she actually, you know, quit music to help me move to the United States and pursue my dream. That was really big. And she was like, I really want you to be successful. And I want to be, you know, there with you and, you know, help you establish yourself because the new country didn't really know where we're going. So I went by myself uh, first after my fourth year in uh, academy because I studied in Moscow uh, at that time. And my classmate actually uh, from school uh, asked me to come with them uh, With him as his girlfriend They were going to New York And they invited us Invited me and, and my mom And I went by myself My mom came a few days after And we started like from scratch But I loved New York um, For the first time in my life When I got to New York I felt like home You know, hmm. I never felt like home in Russia I've been always like doing all those I won like a lot of singing competitions Since, like, age 10 to 17, like, me and my mom, we were, like, touring and going around Russia, and then Europe, like, crazy, like, singing everywhere. So my mom was, like, pushing, you know, all the money that she was making. She she raised me by herself without a father. I don't have a father. Uh, And she was, like, kind of, like, she dedicated her life to raise me and get me to the place where I'm happy with what I do and who I am.
0: Okay, so let's reset this then, because I I was mistaken when I was preparing for this interview. I thought that you went to New York by yourself, but it sounds like you're saying that in listeners, Cooper was age 17 at the time. So correct me if I'm wrong, Cooper. It sounds like you're saying that at age 17, you went to New York. You were You were moving. You were moving to the United States. You went with this friend of yours and your mother went also obviously your mom moved back to russia
2: yes well when i first came i didn't stay right away you know i went and i came back to russia for a little bit okay and then i finished my school and then i moved so i actually moved moved in 2010 2011.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: you know and i came for the first time um 2009 basically yeah with my with my school friend yeah
0: but go ahead and tell the listeners what that was that I was referring to, because way back in the intro of the show, I was saying that you were in New York, and you overcame less than desirable sleeping arrangements. Tell them what I'm referring to.
2: That's true, because in order to make the money and establish myself and get the paperwork together and get my green card, I had to work um, and live uh, leave at the Russian restaurant, basically. I was working, I was singing at the Russian club in Brooklyn, actually Two or three of them, and um, I didn't have, you know, place to live. So this owner of this club, he was such a generous and good guy, um, Alex, a Russian Georgian uh, owner. um, He gave me a room upstairs at the same restaurant. That was my home for first, basically, ten months in the country. So I lived upstairs in the back of a restaurant
0: Mm. in
2: the little office. Yeah, that that was really rough, and I was there by myself. I didn't have anybody there.
0: Okay, yeah, I wanted to clarify that because I'm, I'm assuming that this friend of yours who had first gone to New York with you, the two of you went your separate ways. So you really were on yes. your own there in New York.
2: Yeah, we actually, he helped me to um, kind of like get around. We actually spent a um, few months there, and he kind of like showed me. He was the reason I actually went. He said, you know, with, what are you doing? Like, you're just wasting your time in Russia. There's a great opportunity. Um, come with us. And I was just kind of like, okay, they're going and I will go as well. I didn't really want to move right away. I didn't know where I'm going, you know, because back then we didn't have a lot of access, you
1: know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to
2: traveling, to actually being able to go anywhere you want. Right now it's easy, you know. Now everybody like traveling. But back then, like, it was not really like a very easy to just say, hey, yeah, I'm moving to New York. I'm moving, well, I'm going to New York. You know because where I'm coming from, I'm from a very like middle class family we never had the money you know we've always been you know struggling and you know getting everything um very honest way you know putting hard work, getting the results you know not nothing nothing else but that you know and what what's really good about growing up in Russia that the education that we have is absolutely free and it's great you don't have to pay for your education in russia mm-hmm you know, so, you know, I got my bachelor and I got my master's in Russia. I didn't spend any money on it, you know. So I came to New York already almost having a master's for music degree, you know. And then wow. I went back wow. and I got my diploma and then I came back. But, you know, I feel like in, in music, it's, it's really hard to prove something by having a degree. You're sure. either a great singer, you're a great artist and your music is moving other people. Because nobody asked me about my education. Exactly. I mean, rarely. Because people hear me sing and they they connect with me. And then when I tell my story, people are like, oh, you went to school and you have this degree. And I'm like, that's great. I'm like, yeah, but (laughs) actually this this, uh, education gave me a lot because I believe that people who have this instrumental set of mind, for singers, you can easily separate if this person plays an instrument or or this person just a singer, you know? Mm -hmm. For me, it was always more like, complex than just okay i just want to sing whatever you know there's so many talented singers but i feel like the instrumentalist state of mind i call it like those people who play instruments uh and i play piano harp and a little bit drums but i i did drums three years in in academy um where i studied in moscow so it all kind of kind of like all those um kind of like skills they, they they shape you they they help you to become a better artist because i feel like the the instrumental music influenced me so much and especially like classical music because i I, like since two years old i was part of because my mom played in all the orchestras in in the theater
1: Mm
2: -hmm. uh and i was witnessing the, the most incredible like um operas and ballets and you know listening to classical music since two years old you know and i was like it felt like part of me you know i didn't even like Think about, oh, other people might not have it. Like the music was around me consistently, so I was like, I guess it's like that for everybody, you know. Indefinitely, <laughs> this this influenced me so much, and I'm really grateful that I had a chance to be kind of in that musical
0: bubble. Speaking of getting a chance, let's let's complete the circle here for the listeners. So we told them about your coming from Russia to New York, and then I mentioned, obviously, listeners that i'm talking to cooper she's in california now so you jumped at an opportunity to sing at a gig in los angeles and you never looked back yes that's
2: that's correct and i also had some you know studio sessions with different producers and writers in california uh and i just i loved the environment and i loved all the palm trees i felt like it's very incredible environment to be part of and i just came back to new york looked at those uh gray streets and the snow and i'm like no i want to live in california (laughs) so i kind of like made a decision immediately to move and everything came together very like smoothly
0: very nice you know listeners i am talking with singer songwriter cooper phillip visit her official website at cooper that's philip with two l's and just one p at the end although you can either just look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling or we of course will have a link to her website on the show page of nhte.net for this episode cooper as you're hearing is very active on social media at cooperphilipmusic.com you will find links to not only the youtube channel that we talked about before but her official facebook twitter and instagram accounts her music is available on SoundCloud, just like the show is, but do please purchase it. You can find Cooper's music on iTunes and various other online music retailers. There are links on her website. Keep up with her online so you can see where and when you can go see her perform live. If you want your voice heard on this show, call and leave a short hello on our message line you can say where you're listening from and by the way by doing so you give us permission to play part or all of your voice message in an upcoming episode of nhte i will give that number out again at the end of this episode cooper i was plugging among other things your social media in there. Wow. As as you mentioned before, it, it, it bears repeating. You're absolutely crushing it on Instagram. Listeners, yes. she has, has 189,000 followers on Instagram. So Cooper, I wonder, when someone has that many followers, is it even possible to keep up with all the comments that come in on every post? Because obviously it is important, as you were saying before, to engage with your followers. But to me, it, it seems like that would be a huge demand on your time for instance there was a video you posted on there that had 74 comments there was another picture i saw that got 61 comments
2: yeah i'm trying to like staying you know in touch with everyone who's commenting and that's you know that's the point of the engagement you know being able to respond and obviously i'm putting so much of my time i'm into working the instagram because that's that's really important you know it's like my day job i'm consistently with my phone consistently replying and posting and deciding what to post next. And like, um, uh, you know, end of the week, I'm coming up with um, ideas for the upcoming week. So every 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 single post that I'm posting the, the following week, it's kind of like I have my own little calendar
1: mm-hmm. of
2: how I'm going to post and what I'm going to post. And based on the reaction of the followers, um, friends and fans, I'm deciding for the few, you know for the upcoming week in the next mm. week when I'm going to post interesting but the best reaction I'm getting on the videos I'm singing that's that I know for sure and I need to make more of those mm-hmm. create more content when I'm singing um, okay. covers or original doesn't really matter because every single video when I'm singing gets the the, the biggest you know exposure
0: yeah well that 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 i'm sure that means a lot to to the listeners who are fans who are followers of yours to hear you on this interview saying that look i am paying very close attention to what you all like to what you all say i'm i'm reacting with my post to what you're responding to so i'm i'm sure fans followers of coopers that are listening i'm sure you're agreeing with me um say that on the voicemail (laughs) message that you leave but but cooper good for you because uh You know, certainly people can just post things like crazy and just ignore what the response is. And and you're you're not even coming close to doing that. You're you're fully embracing it.
2: Yeah, I'm trying my best. I'm still, you know, studying a lot and um, getting new followers every day from, you know, all over the world. And people are looking for different things. But um, at the end of the day, you have to be happy with yourself and doing something that inspires you. And that's the only way to inspire others, you know.
0: Today you are performing at an event in Sacramento. What is yes. the event, and how did you get the opportunity?
2: I actually got invited by, uh, there's a big um, company called Russian American Media. Uh, they doing this event for almost 20 years now. It's like once a year. Um, it's like a fashion event, mm. but at the same time, it's a fundraiser. I don't really know how to explain that. But, um, yeah, I'll be performing two of my original songs in front of 500 politicians from, um, you know, the government of, um, you know, the capital of California. Very nice. And it's, it's, it's a big honor, and uh, I'm, really, I'm really excited.
0: Very nice. You performed last month in West Hollywood. Are you mainly performing in California these days, or can listeners look for news coming from you about performances elsewhere soon?
2: For now, I'm just performing locally mostly in California and Los Angeles area but you know my goal is to you know go on tour and travel the world because that what inspires me the most is being able to see other cultures to to engage with other cultures and traveling is my biggest passion so I would love to be able to travel more with my shows with my music but for now it's local.
0: Well, so then that would bring up the question, you mentioned earlier on that you had about 30 songs, so is there going to be a new EP or maybe a full album coming soon, and and if so, when might the listeners be on the lookout for that?
2: Yeah, at the top of 2018, I'm putting out um, a new EP. So the goal with this project was to create good songs, good records that will have a common idea behind it because it's all about consistency as i said and my music is about being strong and inspirational like empowering messages every song almost almost every song so the ep will call thank you heartbreak uh Hmm. and it will have five songs and i'm i think i'm going to put it out in january
0: i like that title that's clever
2: yeah so um Basically, to get to the place where we're happy, we're going through a lot of heartbreaks. And we are grateful for all of them because we wouldn't be reaching this happy place without going through those experiences. That's basically the main idea behind this EP. Um, yeah.
0: Will there be a song entitled Thank You Heartbreak, or is that just going to yes. be the name of the EP?
2: Yeah, there's a song called okay. Thank You Heartbreak. Okay. Yeah. And I'm super excited about the song. Everywhere I go and I play it, people going crazy people like wow that's a hit that's a hit and i'm like okay i guess i need to plan it more
0: so then is there a chance then that perhaps you will do a little bit of a tour to to support to promote the ep once it comes out early next year
2: absolutely yeah i'm 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 planning it yeah definitely will be a presentation and um you know ep release you know concert or show somewhere in la
0: Sure, sure. And listeners, obviously, you'll want to keep up with her online so that you can watch for news that she puts out on her social media about when that EP will be released. Cooper, we're going to close today with a song of yours entitled Silence. But before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, please.
2: So this song, um, I wrote this song approximately three years ago when I was in a very bad, rough relationship. I was so in love, but the way I was treated, obviously was not the best <laughs> um but you know this song is about heartbreak and making decision to leave this person you want to be with but you understand it's the best way for for both to kind of like it's a really sad story but um the thank you heartbreak song comes right after that so it's kind of a summary of little experiences in life that bring you to that happy place so it's one little segment of that chain you know so Silence is um, a piano ballad, just the voice and the piano, mm-hmm. very intimate. Yeah,
0: very, very different, obviously, as, as we could tell from the song that we played at the beginning of the show, Party By Myself. Is it a fair assumption, Cooper, that Party By Myself, Thank You Heartbreak and Silence will all be on the EP?
2: I don't know yet. The Silence was out already in 2014. So the mm-hmm. song is already out and people streaming and buying it. Actually, a lot a lot of people purchase it off of iTunes and the song was premiered with the Jazz Jarrett music blog and got huge amount of press and music blogs and I actually went to New York Fashion Week in 2014 and I did beautiful events and red carpets with a bunch of different celebrities um, because of silence. Uh, so this song already got a good okay. good response even before party. But this is something that musically Was speaking to me at that time And you know I'm always evolving I'm always changing But you know You can shape any song In any type of genre But you have to have a good material Because for me If you can play a song on the piano and the guitar, and it still sounds like Mm -hmm, a good song, mm -hmm. it doesn't need much production. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and certainly for people who are fans of yours, they're happy to hear that the song Silence is not going to be on the EP because it has already been out Mm -hmm. because then they say, well, good, that means that we're going to get new stuff from her. She's not going to recycle something that we already have. (laughs) That's good. And listeners, uh, she mentioned Fashion Week. Um, Episode 175, my guest was Katie Bell. Katie Bell. Uh, from uh, the Atlanta area go back and listen to my interview with her she talked about how she is using modeling opportunities to get performance opportunities but in the meantime Cooper thank you ever so much really enjoyed talking to you and wow things are just going wonderfully for you and I I know that it's going to continue because you are just skyrocketing with (laughs) with all these successes that you're having absolutely
2: oh thank you
0: Listeners, that will do it for this episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer-songwriter Cooper Phillip. Do visit her official website. It's cooperphillippmusic.com, and then engage with her on social media. So that means like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell her you heard her in her music on Now Hear This Entertainment remember that just like this show you can find her music on soundcloud but please purchase cooper's music from itunes or other usual online music retailers and of course keep up with her online so you can see where and when you can go see her perform live as well as for news about the ep in early 2018. here is that phone number again if you want to call and leave a message about our show so that we can play it on a future episode of nhte your name, where you're listening from, comments about the show, and your permission for us to use part or all of your message on the air. The number to record on is eight one three eight five four eight thousand. Thank you ever so much for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Cooper Phillip. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Silence.
1: Sleep. On separate sides Laying beneath your lies I want to apologize To you Lack of reality